Welcome to another amazing conversation on the Pace and Freedom, a Liberty Caster podcast, and I am your host, James Pace. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this podcast, which you can find on many podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Take the time to like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter and our Instagram, and find all the links in the description below. Today I have presidential candidate Joe Jorgensen running on the Libertarian ticket, and we discuss how she is the viable alternative to two old white men. Of course, make sure to check out my friends at Liberty Caster, a network of content dedicated to be free and independent. With five amazing podcasts and growing, you can find news, interviews, talk shows, and more. Shout out to Torch News with Jake and Brandon, The Exchange Podcast with Kevin Warmhold, Radio Free New York with Kevin Wilson, Voice of Liberty with Henry Connolly, The Commander's Table with Ken Armstrong, Liberty Rant with Larry Sharp, and soon to be more shows for your independent and freedom fix. Before we get started with today's conversation, I want to talk about Cash App and how you can get $5 or more for free. Cash App is the easiest way to transfer and receive money between friends and family. You can also make purchases with your free Cash App debit card anywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. With Cash App, you can also purchase and sell stock in the stock market for as little as $1 with no fees. You can also purchase and sell Bitcoin. How to earn your free $5? Download the Cash App from your App Store and sign up using the referral code in the description and $5 automatically goes onto your account. Want to earn more than $5? Refer your friends and family to sign up by inviting them from your Cash App. And for every one person that signs up, you earn $5 for free. Now, without further ado, enjoy this conversation. All right, so today I have Joe Jorgensen with me, the presidential nominee for the Libertarian Party, ready to be on all 50 ballots, right? Or all we're 50 states? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're headed there. Good. Wow, well, I mean, congratulations. And I mean, what was it like when you got the word that you uh, got the nomination? Was it expected or was it unexpected? Well, we were we had worked very hard for it, and we all thought I was the best candidate. And uh, we, we, you know, we had been doing a little of our own polling, so it looked it looked like things were going to go our way. But but still, once it happens, it's still not. Now you really have it. Now it's not just right. we think. So I'm so excited that I've started uh, this journey here. Good, good. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I I think that getting a nominee kind of this late in the game uh, can be a little bit of a challenge. But I, from what, everything that I can tell, I mean, with the situation that we're living in today, it seems that it's actually working pretty well. I've noticed activity um, with people that are not libertarian really looking into yep. you as a viable option. Uh, I've actually had people contact me. I have a lot of friends from the left and the right, uh, Republicans, Democrats, and they are all asking me, hey, well, who is this Joe Jorgensen person? Where can I learn more? So it's great. For my podcast, I have a lot of listeners that are not libertarian. That's kind of something that I take pride of being a podcast, a libertarian podcast that doesn't have a lot of libertarian listeners, but more Democrats and Republican listeners. What would you like to tell them or why should they vote for you? 
I'm sorry, which group? Republicans and Democrats. Okay. Well, I give each of them a different message because they have shown different interests. So from the Democrats, I try to remind them that their party originally was the party of peace, that they were the anti-war party. They had many anti-war demonstrations decades back, and now the party has deserted them. Now we've got big war, just like we've got big government. And if you want peace, the Libertarian Party is the only person to go to. Even Barack Obama had wars in seven different countries. So, uh, and, and by the way, George Bush had wars in three countries. So uh, now, now, of course, the wars were a bit larger with uh, Bush. But still, the point is, is the Democratic Party is no longer the party of, um, of peace, no longer the party of you get to make your own choices. The Republicans, on the other hand, many fine Republican voters want smaller government and that's what they keep asking for and they're not getting it. And this has been going on for decades. A lot of people bring up right. Donald Trump. Well, I'd like to point out because a lot of Republicans don't realize that you go all the way back to Ronald Reagan and everybody says, oh, he made government smaller. He, he cut taxes. Well, he cut taxes but that just gave them more money to spend because Art Laffer was right. So what they had was for eight years, the budget got bigger year after year after year for eight years. And then now we have Donald Trump, which a lot of voters who hadn't voted ever or hadn't voted for 20 years said, we want an outsider. Finally, here's somebody worth voting for. And they went and registered. And unfortunately, they're getting the same big government. Uh, right. Uh, Trump promised to get rid of the deficit, promised to make government smaller, and the deficit only is getting larger. Right. And I, obviously, me being a libertarian, I completely agree. The, the issue that I've gotten from a lot of people from different uh, parties, the Republican and, and Democrat, um, is how will you work as a, a president, a libertarian president with a libertarian agenda, uh, work with a dual party uh, legislative branch. It's going to be really difficult. They're going to probably throw, you know, curveballs left and right at you. How are you going to handle that? Well, first of all, I'm going to remind them who's president. <laughs> but <laughs> secondly, uh, people in office, politicians in office, they like their cush jobs. They like their paychecks right. that are much higher than the average American. And I will remind them that it was their constituents who put me into the office of president. And if they want to keep their job, then they need to follow my lead. Also, I will tell them, don't even bother giving me a balance or a budget that's not balanced because I'm not Ronald Reagan. I'm not going to just sign anything that comes across my table. It has to be smaller and it has to be balanced or I'm not signing it. It sounds fair to me. Uh, I see a lot of, I've been following your Facebook group, uh, and I see a lot of posts that's put up by your campaign with, um, we need to uh, abolish uh, Department of Education, we need to uh, make government smaller, uh, the fair tax is a 0% uh, tax uh, mm -hmm. post, all great stuff. Again, with we have to take an account that Libertarians were a very small group in comparison to the people that have been brainwashed into voting Democrat or Republican. I had somebody, I was talking to somebody today and they mentioned, um, 
you know, oh, I don't even look at the ballot anymore. I just tack on all Dems. I see a Dem and I just, I just mark it. I don't even look who it is. Uh, they just been brainwashed to do that, right? It's the, the red team versus the blue team. Yeah. Um, here, here we come and our team is very small. It's growing, but it's small in comparison to the other teams. With that comes, oh, you're going to ruin it for my team. When you vote yellow, you're taking away from blue or vice versa. If you're the red, hey, you voting for yellow, you're taking away from, from red. Uh, what, how do you explain to people that that's not how it works? Well, first, they may not realize that there are about 40 to 45 million voters who do lean libertarian. And if people would just vote how they wanted to, we could make a difference. And I often hear the wasted vote comment. And I would point out that voting for what you don't want, that's the wasted vote. Why would you right. vote for something you do not want? And most people do not want the politicians that we have with their special interests in Washington. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk a little bit about kind of your background, right? We didn't get to that. Uh, that probably should have been the first thing. Uh, you know, what, what do you, where do you, for those that don't know anything about you, uh, I mean, I know the basics uh, because I follow the Libertarian Party. For those that don't know you, kind of give us a little bit of your background. Well, I grew up in a little town north of Chicago, went to school in Texas, went to Baylor and uh, SMU, got my MBA at SMU. I worked for IBM as my first job. And then later on in life, I got in my 40s, I got a PhD in industrial organizational psychology. And so now I teach at Clemson University. I couldn't pick a better president, right? Somebody that understands people. I mean, it makes sense. Man, Chicago. I, I was stationed in Chicago for three years uh, when I was in the Navy. I, Which years? Which years? Uh, I was there from 2000. Uh, and 11 to 2014. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was out of, uh, I was stationed out of Great Lakes as yep. an instructor there and uh, I lived uh, in North Chicago. Yep. Uh, so couldn't, couldn't stand the snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always loved the snow, but everybody pointed out that I never lived there as an adult that it's easy to <laughs> right? in high school. And plus, I love to ice skate. And a lot of people have been, you know, um, I guess intrigued by the fact that I play hockey. Although, in full disclosure, it's been almost two years since I've played it because the last time I played it was around the convention in 2018 when I decided to run for president. But we lived across the street from a lake where I got to skate and ice skate and you know, that was like the shortcut to school, like the old fashioned days right. when you'd walk across the lake to go to school. So I have nothing but good memories of snow and ice. But of course, I wasn't an adult trying to get to work, having to right. <laughs> up the windshield first thing in the morning. Exactly. It's cold. And man, I remember getting trapped on base one winter and I couldn't leave for four days. It was horrible. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, it. Can you imagine you playing like that would be the perfect, uh, I think, uh, event to have is you versus Trump versus Biden on the ice rink. And uh, just, you know, <laughs> I do. Have a bit of, I, I do have a little bit of an age advantage. Yep. Yep. What are the chances of you getting on the stage with with those two guys? 
Well, it's looking better and better because we have so many volunteers. Uh, and what's really exciting is that so many volunteers are non-libertarians. We didn't expect so nice. many at front because I was just nominated. We haven't really had a chance to get out there and explain who we are. So we are right. just static. And a lot of people, instead of, you know, a lot of volunteers will join a campaign and say, well, I like to spread the libertarian message, right? Lifelong libertarian. But these people are saying, I want Joe to be president. <laughs> and right. we get the message that we keep hearing from the media, which is there are two old, rich, white guys running. And I think some people see that as a change, as an option. And, Definitely. And, yeah, and I'd like to point out, really what makes them uh, have something in common isn't the two old rich white guys, it's the fact that they're both for big government. They both right. want to spend your money, they want to take away your personal rights, they want to make decisions for you that you should be making. That's the, that's the real problem. And the other problem is that the Democrats and Republicans treat, keep trying to convince us that there is a difference and that it right. is worth it, as you said, voting for the red team or the white team. You know, look at your paycheck. Uh, look at how much money is spent in Washington. Look at the laws. How much right. difference is there really? And like I said, with Obama uh, going into war, how, how much worse was he really than Bush? So people right. are not getting what they're voting for. Exactly. You know, and I, I couldn't imagine this being so great right now, considering the situation. But the situation that we're in, in 2020 is like a total blessing for the for you and for the the libertarian movement uh, i think people really have had their eyes open with how much government overreach there there is you know with covid19 with the uh riots and the protests it's just it really opened people's eyes and saying, what is government doing like why are they involved in these things why are they telling me what to do and what not to do um in these situations who are they who you know what do they know they they contradict themselves so i think this is like been a blessing because now people are like oh, who else can i look for who else can what other options are there uh and i think that's yeah they're finding you yeah, yeah and i'd like to mention i am a scientist and i understand that in science we never use the word prove we say shows evidence of, demonstrates, you know, it looks like it, whatever, but we don't say it proves. And when we would see Dr. Fauci and Trump up on stage, they were acting as though, okay, these are the facts. This is, this is right. the way it is. And it, but we were early in the process. And it, regardless of what the um, circumstances are, the president doesn't have the right to put us all under house arrest. And you have to look at the other options or, or the, the fallout here, that we've got tens of millions of jobs lost and there right. are people who've become depressed, anxious, committed suicide over this. So they try to fix one problem and they instead create another problem. And uh, just, you know, what they always do. Right, I mean, it's like their solution to everything is to create a different problem to keep people distracted from the original problem. Um, yeah, you mentioned the word distracted. I think that that's why they have these phony fights, you know, Nancy Pelosi versus Donald Trump. They both want bigger government. They both want to take your rights away, but they pretend like there's a real choice to distract you from what they're really doing. Like, you know, don't, right. don't 
don't look behind the curtain here where we've just passed all these laws. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No. yeah, was it Nancy Pelosi who said we have to pass the bill so we can <laughs> read the bill or whatever? So by creating this false narrative, people think that they have a choice when they don't. Absolutely. It's, it's all a, a, an act, right? Um, and I, I had a whole rant on an episode about this where, you know, the, the state of the union where Nancy Pelosi was ripping up paper oh. and like, you know, and it was such a poorly scripted reality show. Like it reminded me of a poorly scripted reality show from like Jersey, Jersey Shore or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the other thing that people are noticing. They see that the politicians act this way and act so dramatic and so theatrical. And they're like, what, what are you doing? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And what I would like to see is a government that's so small, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Unfortunately, right. right now, government is into every aspect of our lives. And so we've got, for instance, um, uh, education. If you want your kind of education, maybe with prayer, and your neighbor doesn't want prayer, okay, you don't get to just send your kids to different schools. Instead, you've got to go to the ballot box and fight it out there. So right. in order to get anything you want, education, healthcare, retirement, all of that's through the government now. And so what we have are basically people who are um, pitted against each other with right. the real power in Washington. Absolutely. I know you got to get going. Uh, so I want to ask one last question. If you're elected, what do you see at the end of four years of a presidency? What do you see accomplished? At the end of my four years? Yes. We would have a free market healthcare system in which doctors have to compete against each other for your business, uh, just like car dealers and computer manufacturers have to, and grocery stores. So why do we get overpriced medicine in which nobody's controlling costs? Let's have them compete for your business like everybody else. We would have the troops home. There's no reason why we should be supporting wealthy Europe and we should not be causing more problems in the Middle East. We would slash the military budget by about two thirds because we would still be tied for the largest military budget in the entire world even after cutting that much out. We would have a retirement that instead of being under the whims of Congress, geez, am I gonna get my cost of living ratio, am I not? We would have people in charge of their own retirement. We would sell the government assets and we would give them a, a retirement that they were in control of. And we would have a Congress that would stop spending recklessly and stop creating inflation. That's awesome, I mean, that sounds, amazing it it sounds realistic it sounds uh, achievable and i think uh with that message i i really see a boost in in votes more than even gary johnson if if we can have like an educated and a uh, a good conversation with with the democrats and the republicans about this i think there's no way that it they won't be convinced and and joining us in this uh in this amazing journey let's hope <laughs> All right. so, and, and if they do want more information please go to joj2020.com again that's joj2020.com to look for a real alternative absolutely 
looking forward to it that address will also be on uh the description below so check it out um twitter facebook as well yes yes all right <laughs> so it sounds great joe thank you so much again for being on my show i uh, you know even for the for 20 minutes it's a it's a great uh, uh honor well, thanks. I enjoyed it. And thank you for spreading the message. With people like you spreading the message, we can make a change. Thank you.